Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to go over all the MJF, Jay White controversy. We'll talk a ton of backstage notes on Will Ospreay signing with AEW. Got a big update on Ronda Rousey's future and those AEW links. And on top of that, an AEW star needed 10 stitches after full gear 2023. I'm Andy. I'm flying solo today. Andrew Pollard is off, Wrexham lost. I'm sure the two things are not linked at all. Shoutouts to Pollard. This is the news. Let's kick this one off uh, with a bunch of stuff, actually, on Full Gear, uh, which was last night, of course. If you want to know everything that happened on the show, what went down is on the channel now. And, of course, Simon Miller will be here later on with ups and downs. But wanted to come on and just talk the, the controversy surrounding this main event result, which was... MJF successfully defending the AEW World Championship against Jay White, which in and of itself is not a controversial result. I think most people would have predicted that happening. In fact, I think very few people would have picked a, a Jay White victory. But the circumstances of it have caused some conversation. And when there's conversations, we're going to have another conversation on this channel uh, all about it. So what happened was that Jay White was effectively a one-legged man in this match. He was beaten up by the guns uh, on the pre-show, on the Zero Hour. Him and Samoa Joe defended the Ring of Honor tag team titles against the guns. Samoa Joe buggered off. MGF got the crap kicked out of him. MGF was shown loaded into an ambulance. Uh, Adam Cole was there during the angle. MGF was like, hey, don't let them take my title. Talking about the Triple B, of course, and the Bullet Club Gold. And he's going to hospital and all of this stuff. How can he compete? At one point, Adam Cole is going to defend the belt for him. He's installed as his replacement, which is crazy itself, because Adam Cole obviously has a boot on his gear. He's injured for like nine months. He's absolutely goosed. And so Adam Cole later on comes down for the match with Jay White. Jay White's like, oh, I'm going to win easily. This guy's cooked. Uh, and MJF comes back. The ambulance returns to the arena. You've seen it a lot of times in pro wrestling before. He kind of hobbles his way to the ring. And he has a 30-minute match with one leg with Jay White. There's all kinds of stuff. He, he kicks out of a belt shot. There's, there's interferences from the guns. They're sent away from ringside, but they come back later on. Cole's there, of course. Um, Jay goes for a shot with the, the ring. Uh, the fake ring or the real ring, I can't even remember. My brain is falling out of my head at this point. I've been up so long. Um, ultimately, however, MJF does cheat to win. He hits his own shot with the ring, gets the one, two, three, successfully defends the world title. Um, and it has caused a lot of controversy. It's caused a lot of conversation for the nature of it. If you were to be charitable on how this was booked, you would probably look at it and try and say, AEW is giving Jay White an out for the defeat. His mates were sent away and then they came back and they got beaten up. He didn't hit his finisher. Like his finisher wasn't kicked out of. There was no Blade Runner kickouts. Uh, and on top of that, MGF needed to cheat to win. Um, that would be charitable, though, in my opinion. I think that this was a bit much in a post-Cena, post-Hogan era. And I think this view has been reflected by a lot of people. Um, if you're going to have MGF win, what is the point of, of making it so lopsided and, and, and making 
Jay White look like such a fool in all of this. This was uh, like a classic John Cena title defense when they were the world was turning against him. That's not to say that people are going to turn against MJF. He's very popular and very over, and he's got a long, long way to go before he becomes some kind of Cena-esque figure. Um, although Cena is also one of the biggest stars in wrestling history, so you know there's that side of it as well. Uh, but I do understand why people didn't like this, and I understand why they're upset. And I also kind of understand when words like burial are thrown around the place because boy this was this was a weird weird choice and in a promotion that has banned Hulk Hogan for life it's weird seeing Hulk Hogan being reflected uh, in this kind of booking but hey look I, I didn't come away from the show raging at my computer screen or anything like that I just think they could have been a bit more subtle personally with how this was booked but hey look let us know in the comment section what you think um, this has already caused a bunch of conversation. Let's get some bunch more going. Why the hell not? It's Sunday. Let's get fired up. Let's get annoyed at some wrestling. Or maybe let's get passionate defending some wrestling if you really loved it. Um, all opinions are valid here, unless Ryback is good, is your opinion, in which case you are banned, my friend. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to our next story of the day and talk Will Ospreay. He was the big new AEW signing unveiled last night at Full Gear. Kind of knew this was going to be the case, or at least we were led to believe that, when Andrew Zarian reported before the show, on the day of, or was it the day before? He reported it anyway, very good stuff, uh, saying, uh, hearing it's going to be Osprey. Obviously earlier in the week, Tony Khan was like a world-renowned wrestler, every AW, most AW fans know him, one of the best in the world. That got a bunch of names thrown out there. Osprey was near the top, Mercedes Money was up there. She was ruled out after a while. Um, but the description could have fit somebody like El Hijo Del Vikingo, who's there quite often and maybe had signed or whatever. But nope, it was Will Ospreay. He was on the pay-per-view. It was a fun time. He said bruv a lot. Eh, you got to do the gimmick, haven't you? Um, but Fightful Select have come through with a report. It's got a ton of details on the signing here. Apparently this is a multi-year deal going over three years. Uh, Osprey is contracted uh, through January with New Japan, which we kind of knew already, and he will continue there. He kind of said this in his promo too. He was like, I'm going to finish up in Nuj. Uh, Nuj? I like that. And then I'm going to come to AEW for the road to revolution. Fightful note uh, that Osprey told New Japan he wasn't Nuge, he wasn't re-signing, uh, and he, when he did tell them that, he got the blessing to go to AEW. Uh, the relationship between the two companies allowed this to happen because technically he is still with New Japan. Um, and through this contract as well, Osprey will be allowed to continue to work uh, select dates in Japan. Talks for this deal picked up during the fall um, and he will be allowed to stay in the UK as part of this as well. Uh, this was kept, Osprey, the news and everything was kept away from everything until the pay-per-view itself uh, and this contract was finalised on the morning of the show. WWE had been in touch with Osprey and his representation to gauge interest quite recently as well. Uh, Impact also were interested, but there's no word on how far those talks got. Uh, but by this week, WWE sources figured that Osprey was AEW bound. So as far as a balanced deal for Will Osprey goes, this sounds awesome. Uh, he can stay in the UK, which he wants to do. He can continue working for New Japan, albeit you'd imagine a bit less frequently. Uh, and he can now be an American TV wrestler full-time for the first time. It's, it's a great deal across the board. It's a bit more flexibility than going to WWE might have allowed. He might have had to move to the US, which he's spoken about not really wanting to do in the past. 
uh, and he wouldn't have been able to work for New Japan. So, sounds like a great deal. Uh, fair play to him, fair play to his representation. Me, I am really looking forward to seeing how this guy does as a weekly US TV wrestler. If you think about Will Ospreay's career so far, You've had people early on, when he was like 22 or whatever, going, hey, this guy can't sell. What do you do? Learned how to sell really good. Hey, this guy can't tell stories in the ring. What do you do? Learned how to tell in-ring stories really good. Hey, this guy's got no variety. He's just a flippy-doo. What did he do? He added some variety and became one of the most well-rounded wrestlers in the world. This guy can't cut promos. He learned how to cut a promo. This guy can't be a character. He learned how to do character work and stuff. His whole career, he's been doing that. If you have any doubts over his success in AEW, he's probably going to do it again. So shout-outs to Will. This is, this is really cool for him, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, let's speak now about Ronda Rousey. She's been making waves recently, wrestling for Lucha Vava Voom last week, wrestling for the Pro Wrestling Revolver this week, wrestling for Ring of Honor this week. She was on the 17th of November tapings. They got a bunch of people going, hey, that's a, a Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. Is Ronda Rousey signing for AEW? Well, Fightful Select have the scoopski here, uh, noting that no, she has not signed for, for AEW slash Ring of Honor. She's on a handshake deal, and the company is hopeful that this will allow them to... <coughs> pardon me. I've been up a long time. I've got a cough now. Uh, they hope that this will attract subscribers to Honor Club is the gist of this. And Tony Khan did confirm during the post Full Gear Media Scrum that no, Ronda hasn't signed. Uh, and uh, Fightful noting as well, interestingly, that she was never planned for the mystery signing for Full Gear, so it was always not going to be her. Um, but it was kind of fun seeing her show up in Ring of Honor. Obviously, it's not made air yet. Uh, teaming with uh, Marina Shafir against Billy Starks and Athena, as she had done uh, in the Revolver, it's really weird watching Ronda Rousey wrestle somewhere that isn't WWE. I've seen the clips from the Revolver match, obviously. But we'll see what becomes of her. Uh, we'll see if she decides full-time. See what happens. I I'm looking forward to seeing this match uh, when, it when it makes Ring of Honor television. I think uh, 
yeah, it's just people in fresh environments, sometimes it's, it's all they need to, to light a spark on their career. So we'll see what comes next for the baddest woman on the planet. And we're going to talk now about the baddest cut on the planet. That's a terrible link. Chris Jericho needed 10 stitches after Full Gear is what I'm saying. Um, he had revealed this during the Full Gear post-show media scrum. He was asked about the cut he got on his arm as him and Kenny Omega wrestled the Young Bucks. Uh, he said it wasn't anything major, but he needed 10 stitches. Nothing major? One stitch is major to me, Chris. That's very tough of you. Uh, fair play. Obviously, the Golden Jets beating the Young Bucks means they get the Young Bucks' old shot at the World Tag Team titles. Uh, Big Bill and Ricky Stark successfully defended those at full gear, so you'd imagine that match would be coming up. We've got a bunch of shows available for that. Winter is coming. World's End. Maybe just a random dynamite. Who knows? We'll find out. But yeah, Jericho needed a bunch of stitches, toughed it out during the show. Uh, big night for him, long night for him. Bloody mess, no major deal though. What a, what a crazy man, what a psychopath. All right, let's get into your questions from X slash Twitter, whatever the heck you want to call it. I did a little thread before the video and thank you to everyone who sent them in. Got Bree right here, we're going to talk about them. It's all current stuff, obviously. Uh, Justin Newstead, Jason's brother, presumably, uh, asking where does Swerve go? after that half-hour banger. So yeah, one of the most violent matches in AEW history against Hangman Page at Full Gear for Swerve Strickland, picking up the victory. He literally hung the Hangman to get the win in the Texas death match. Uh, for me, best thing on the show, but let me know what you think down below. Maybe you don't have a stomach for these violent things, uh, and that's totally fine. We're allowed to like different things. But yeah, I think um, for me, the next logical route for Swerve uh, would be the Continental Classic, and it wouldn't just be entering it, it'd be winning it. Um, I'd put him over. I'd have him win Eddie Kingston's two titles, win the Continental title that they've just announced, because AEW really needs another title, uh, and just book him like the freaking man. Um, it's the biggest win of his career, obviously, beating Hangman in such brutal fashion. Uh, he's already beaten him, of course, but this is even bigger. Uh, and he's a star in the making. I think from day one, I've, I've tried to put this guy over as the future world champion. I do think he will be AEW world champion one day. It might take a few years to get there. Uh, it always does. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But he's been booked really well this year. He's had a great year as well. Um, I think there's nothing he doesn't have in terms of he can talk. He's a character. He feels looks great on TV. And he can wrestle like hell as well. So I would put him in the Continental Classic. I would have him win that tournament. I'd have him go undefeated 5-0. Uh, or 6-0, because you need to win the final as well, obviously. Uh, and I would push him to the Bloomin' Moon. Uh, this feels like the next logical step in his progression without immediately making him a world title contender. And uh, that's what I would do. But what would you guys do? Let us know down in the comments below. What do you think of Swerve versus Hangman in general? Our next question comes from Jason Krull, who would like to know, Good morning, uh, sorry, good day, my good friend. Uh, hello, my very good friend. Do you think that MGF is really going to be a free agent at the start of the new year, or do you think he has already resigned? Personally, AEW seems unable to keep secrets, uh, so I'm of the opinion that his upcoming free agency is legit. Yeah, no, you're right about the volume of stuff that gets out of AEW these days. It's uh, a stark contrast to the early days of that company when nothing got out to the point that journalists were accused of being biased because they didn't have as many scoops for AEW as WWE, which is, I mean, just typical online nonsense that you mute people for. But it's definitely uh, a leakier company today than it was when it signed. As far as resigning goes, I actually think he has resigned. 
Um, if like on TV, I know it's a, he's a baby face, right? So it, it, it's harder to do the, I might leave at the end of the year. I'm going to the other company. You can't really do that with a face as easily. Um, but it has gone extremely quiet on that front. Uh, we reported exclusively in February that he hadn't re-signed, but that was nine months ago and a lot can change. I think that with the level of investment they've put in MGF in terms of letting him write a lot of his own creative as well, I think Tony Khan would be completely insane to, to give him all of that and then not have him under contract for the foreseeable future. But then again, wrestling promoters don't always make sane decisions. So I'm not totally sure about this, by the way. I'm about 60-40 in my confidence level. Uh, but that 60 is on the side of him having already resigned. We'll see if they try and turn it into any drama with World's End heading into 2024. And our final question of the day comes from Anthony Ramos. who says, morning legend, you, you people are so com complimentary, you commenters. I love it very much. Thank you. Um, with Samoa Joe now getting his rematch for the AW World title against MJF, which is the most likely main event for, the, uh, for World's End. Uh, sorry, which is the most likely event for the match? World's End Winter is Coming or a random episode of Dynamite or Collision? I think it's headlining World's End. I just don't think there's a more obvious headliner for that pay-per-view at the moment. I could be completely wrong. Another uh, title challenger could emerge. Maybe Jay White gets another crack. Maybe Wardlow. Uh, but Samoa Joe feels like a more interesting match than either of those to me personally. Joe's a master of building stuff. So is MJF, of course. But... Um, yeah, I think this one's been really well well played since the the, the Grand Slam match. Of course, uh, Joe has stayed on his ass, and and he's been he's had a great year himself. I think that's going to headline World's End. And you know, like if Samoa Joe was going to give up the TV title and he doesn't win the belt, the big boy, that that's a bit pointless to me. I think he's going to win the world title. But let us know what you think down below. Who should win, MJF Joe? Who do you want to win? Because that might be completely different. Fire off. Let us know what you think. Click this video, check it out. I'm going to go to bed because I'm very tired, if you hadn't guessed. See you later. Bye.